Good morning, Leader Durkin. He is on line five there, Chris. Awesome. So, uh, Leader, thank you for taking time with us this morning. Uh, there's a lot to get to, so we're just going to jump right in. Yeah, you bet. Uh, the uh, House Republican Caucus yesterday uh, essentially coming out saying that uh, they need to come back to Springfield to deal with this. What what do you, what needs to be dealt with, uh, and uh, should we be looking at uh, somehow checking the governor's authority here uh, and looking at the plan and actually unpacking this to get uh, Illinois back to work? Well, you've already answered my question. Uh, thank you. You've answered your own question. Thank you. Uh, but no, this is, of course, yes, this is important that we do, since the governor has been issuing the executive orders, the state of Illinois has been run by one branch of government. There has to be a check and balance at this point, uh, particularly in the month of May, which we know is when the legislative responsibilities pick up. And we're the ones who appropriate money. We're the ones that send a budget to the governor. Uh, and right now we are dealing with uh, obviously an extremely, extremely in the most serious situation we've dealt with in our lifetime. In our lifetime, but the fact is, we have responsibilities in the legislative branch. I took an oath of office to be able to, which uh, I am to faithfully discharge my duties. I have an obligation as a co-equal member of this constitutional framework uh, to be part of decision-making processes, and that has to be done in a in the legislative context. The governor said yesterday that I'm checking in and I'm talking to Republicans and Democrats. That's fine, but that doesn't uh, somehow uh, relinquish my responsibilities towards the state of Illinois. So we need to get back into Springfield. Uh, I will say that I've heard this over and over again, uh, particularly since yesterday. That's been the the, 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 the calls and, I'm, and the messages I'm getting throughout the state of Illinois is that you need to have a voice in this process, uh, Republicans and Democrats in the legislature. So we are getting close to, as I said earlier, finishing at least our calendar is supposed to be finished by the end of May. We have a budget to uh, prepare. We have serious issues to deal with with our hospitals and the Medicaid uh, assessment program. We have ethics reform. That has been lost in this whole discussion of the ethical quandary and the swamp that we are existing in. We had a commission that was uh, doing its work, and they were supposed to prepare a report by the end of March that has been extended in perpetuity. Never mind the fact that we've had, we have four members of the legislature that are either under indictment or are publicly have been targeted by the uh, federal government for corruption. And we have just completely lost sight of that. And to me, when we get into Springfield, it forces the hands of the Democrats and the majority to have to act on issues. If we're out of Springfield, we're out of sight, out of mind. And leader, we've also got the high property tax issue that uh, you know some say is leading to outbound migration and and so on. Uh, but you know, the question here is if the speaker is not going to call the House back, if the Senate president's not going to call the Senate back. And the governor, he's been asked multiple times different ways, uh, is not going to bring back the legislature through a special session um, proclamation. What other avenue do you guys have to, to to actually hold the governor accountable for what people are seeing as unilateral uh, decisions? Well, you know, I think that we're going to find out probably within the next, I hope, in a short order of whether or not the governor does have the legal ability to extend the executive orders under the Emergency Management Act past 30 days. That is the basis of the lawsuit. So do you do you support that lawsuit 
that, that I, was fine. I, I, I mean, you've I, got a couple of that are, that are floating out there. I respect the whatever decision comes out of the courts. I love. I've, I've talked about this with Representative Bailey. I support the stay-at-home order, and I believe that it has done. Uh, it has saved lives, and I think it's been able to. Uh, keep the uh, the spread of the virus um, at, a, at a. It's been able to at least stop it. I think at a at a reasonable pace, but it does raise a good question. A question that is ripe that the court should uh, deal with immediately. As I've said over and over again, my district is different than Representative Bailey's. I have uh, over 600 cases in my district. I've got 20 cases in my town. I've had multiple deaths. It's not the same down in Clay County and uh, the areas in Jasper County uh, to an extent. So I, I think that, you know, Darren, uh, Representative Bailey, who is a very principled man, uh, feels very strong about the about the, the, the role of the legislative body in this process. So I will say that uh, I think he posed a good question. Let the courts make a decision on it. But, but Greg, here's the deal. I had this yesterday. I had this press conference yesterday, and I'm going to continue to do this. And I think the Democrat, here's what I, I think is important. Mike Madigan's going to do whatever he does, but he has members that need to stand up and say, send us back to Springfield. We need to do more. We need to be involved in this process. We are co-equal um, you know, members of this legislative society in, in this in, the, in this government that we, we we believe in, and if they choose not to, it just goes back to the old days that you know what whatever Mike Madigan says goes, and that the Democrats who proclaim their independence from Mike Madigan are really just a group of lemmings that continue to get led around, and I think that's unfortunate. And if they believe that, you know what. Uh, we'll we'll go back maybe in the end of May. You've seen this happen before. A few bills get passed, a budget that's quickly put together, and get out of town. And when you're gone, people will forget about things. And I think that that's where I think this is going. I think it's unfortunate because, as you said earlier, we just mentioned a few issues that are important. Property tax relief, ethics reform, we have to deal with our hospitals, we haven't even discussed how we're going to be able to deal with the next uh, redistricting process, something that the governor has campaigned on about avoiding and not, not supporting a gerrymandered map. These are issues that we should have been t- dealing with during this session. But I, I'm afraid that the longer this goes on, for us not being in the Springfield, plays right into Mike Madigan's hands and plays out, and it's part of the playbook that he has been able to do so well over the years, whether it's Bruce Rauner and every other governor. Wait to the last minute, spring out a bunch of ideas in his own budget, and pack it up and go home. We're talking with House Minority Leader Jim Durkin, uh, News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Chris, uh, you got uh, something you, uh, that's burning through your mind here? Yeah, actually, <laughs> the, actually I do, Leader, Leader Durkin. It, it seems that the governor is only using science to make these decisions and nothing else. What more should he be looking at as he makes decisions to reopen Illinois? Well, I just talked about the legislative process. What he needs mm-hmm. to look at are the raw numbers of the unemployment that has occurred since the beginning of May. Yesterday, I, I spoke specifically about one important industry in, in the state of Illinois. That's our hospitality industry, our bars, restaurants. That's 10% of the workforce. At the beginning of March, before the order, there were approximately 600,000 Illinoisans who were employed by 
the traditional restaurant or bar restaurant. We have lost 321,000 of those jobs to date. 55,000 of the uh, 55,000 restaurants or that we have in the state of Illinois, 25,000 of them have are right now temporarily closed and many of them may not open. So that should be and I, I just don't know why we are not talking more about the economic collapse that is occurring in Illinois. We're a progressive society where we have technology to do many things. We can think uh, uh, and, and, and work and do very important things to solve the biggest problems that we have. While the governor has been dealing, and I agree with him, on the health and safety of Illinoisans, the administration and Democrat leadership of this state have completely forgot about the human toll that has occurred because of unemployment. People who have had for the first time, they've lost their jobs, who've had to go to the Department of Employment Security to get benefits, which they can't even get. So I think that that has been the biggest flaw in this strategy is by ignoring what is going, by ignoring the, the collapse which we are seeing in front of our eyes, the collapse of Illinois' economy. I mentioned those 321,000 jobs that were lost. Many of those will not return to the hospitality industry. I spoke to restaurant owners in Chicago yesterday, big and small, and under the governor's plan in which he states that he would, the earliest he would consider opening up restaurants in under a limited circumstance, which would be the end of June, does nothing more than force bankruptcies and permanent closures of these restaurants. They, this is an industry that survives uh, week by week, day by day, and we have to be able to give them an opportunity to get back into the uh, swing of things. They have We have placed so many restrictions. We do this day in and day out. The National Restaurant Association, who I have a lot of respect for, has, has provided guidance on how restaurants can operate in a healthy manner during these times. We have to give them a fighting chance. We cannot allow this 10% of our workforce to completely vanish, which they are in front of our eyes. House Minority Leader Jim Durkin, greatly appreciate you taking time with us this morning. Um, we'll definitely have to double back with you. Anytime, guys. Glad to do it. Thank to you. Unfold yeah, listen, and, thanks yeah. so much. We appreciate it. Yeah. Really do appreciate it.